0: Talk to your local agent today.
1: Wow, that guy means business. Just an amazing player. No, not him. The sports photographer behind him. Uh, what? He has a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where he earns 5% annual percentage yield. So he's scoring big on and off the field. You might even say he's the MVB. MVB? Be? The most valuable business.
2: Making your money work harder. That's how you business differently. Intuit QuickBooks. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes are in envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Recode Radio presents Recode Decode. Coming to you from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Executive Editor of Recode. You may know me as the only person Donald Trump didn't ask to stop the Russia investigations, but in my spare time, I talk tech, and you're listening to Recode Decode, a podcast about tech and media's key players, big ideas, and how they're changing the world we live in. You can find more episodes of Recode Decode anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and more. Or you can just visit recode.net slash podcasts for more. Today in the red chair is Kevin Systrom, the CEO of Instagram, the little app you might have heard of. He co-founded the company in 2010 with Mike Krieger, and in April 2012, they sold it to Facebook for $1 billion. In April, Instagram announced it had more than 700 million active users. I know Kevin pretty well. I've written profiles of him, and I've known him since the beginning of Instagram. Welcome to Rico decode.
1: Thanks for having me. No
2: problem yeah. so uh, it's amazing how large Instagram has gotten. So talk a little bit about sort of that journey because when we met you were you had just sold to facebook i think and you had just sort of started off on your journey there right let's review for people that don't know we have a wider listener base about what you were thinking when you founded it it was as i recall because when i wrote a profile it moved from thing to thing to thing before it finally hit on uh what it became
1: yeah i i started this app called bourbon it wasn't (laughs) even an app actually it was a website that worked it was optimized for the mobile phone Mm -hmm. so The dirty secret of Instagram is that, like, I didn't know how to make an app, so Mm -hmm. I just made a website instead, Mm -hmm. and I went around marketing it to VCs as like, hey, HTML5 is the future. (laughs) Um, Forget about apps. This works on Android and iOS, but the dirty secret was, like, I I didn't know how to make an app. So um, it turns out that a couple people believe me, Andreessen Horowitz and uh, Baseline Ventures, Mm -hmm. and they were like, this is great, but uh, find a co-founder to go work on this because you got to learn how to make an app. And I ran into Mike Krieger, who is a classmate of mine at Stanford, Mm -hmm. and uh, he was one of the original beta users of this app uh, called Bourbon. And the original idea was uh, that you would check in at a place. This is like the old idea of check-in. So, you know, you're at a bar, you're at a concert, you check in and you tell all your friends where you're at. So it was popular with all of a hundred so people. Square, yeah. It was basically Foursquare gowala mm-hmm. but it had a couple really interesting features. So uh, it, number one,
2: go ahead.
1: Remember, yeah, 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 like all the rage around rage, check-ins. Yeah. So um, the first feature was uh, plans. So you mm-hmm. could say, "Hey, I'm planning on being at this place this time." anyone want to join me. And it was a way of socializing and gathering people together at a location in the future. So that was like a unique angle.
2: It was, there was one in Japan called Imahima, I think I told you about, yeah, in 2002, I remember meeting the founder of it. It was that I'm here having a beer,
1: I'm having a beer or I'm going to have a beer. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty innovative, but it wasn't innovative enough to really garner attention because we would give this this app to people and they'd be like okay like first of all it's not an app it's a website learn how to make an app and the second thing is like this plans thing is cool but like it's not cool enough to use versus foursquare or goala but the one feature we had that i i think really set it apart was being able to post a photo Mm -hmm. and people would go to a bar post a photo of the beer they were drinking or whatever they were eating or they were at a park and it was a really cool way to see what all your friends were up to. because sure, um, visual. But yeah. you weren't
2: thinking the visual internet, were
1: you? No, 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 no. At the time, I mean, I had an iPhone 3G, mm-hmm. like the old school one, not even the 3GS. And uh, the camera's pretty crummy. And uh, no offense to the folks that worked on that camera. But listen, it was it was crummy back in the day. And as we saw people posting photos on this check-in app, we started realizing, hey, there's like a thing there. And Mike and I had the soul-searching moment where we sat down in this room um, we had just met with someone from Andreessen Horowitz who looked us, at us with a blank stare when they went, when they heard we were doing a check-in app. And uh, we were like, all right, this isn't going to work. We need to differentiate somehow. Right. Um, and we wrote down the things people loved about bourbon. It was plans. It was uh, some of the gamification stuff. And then it was the photos. Mm-hmm. And we crossed the first two off because we were like, I don't know, plans seems niche. Uh, the gamification stuff seems, I don't know, uh, it's it's everywhere. And then the last one was photos. And we we're like, you know what? There are some people working on photos on the mobile phone. There was Treehouse at the time. I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember that. Mm-hmm. There was Pick Please. There were like a bunch Pick of Please, these yeah. apps that were all trying to do photos. And I looked at Mike and I was like, Mike, I think there's something around photos because these cameras are getting better, not worse. Right. I think there will be an inflection point where people don't carry around point-and-shoots anymore. They're just going to carry around these phones and that inflection point happened literally like 2 months into basically having that discussion so thank the you, iPhone Apple. 4 yeah, thank launched you, and that was like the first mobile camera that actually competed with the point and shoot right. so at that moment we pivoted and we focused solely on photos and that was basically the beginning of Instagram that was the Instagram.
2: key part you had been done photography in in high school though you were a photographer correct yeah. I, mean, I remember talking to your photo teacher from yeah.
1: high school yeah i am um, I'm not sure I was a good photographer. I'm not sure I'm a a great photographer now either, by the way. My employees are always like, your photos are okay. (laughs) Um, But listen, I like running a company and being a good photographer are two different skill sets. I'm not saying I'm good at either, but listen, one of them's working. Jack Dorsey's
2: really good at
1: it. I would say that like I was an okay photographer in Mm -hmm. high school. I took, darkroom classes I really loved messing around with photos but the one thing I really loved Mm -hmm. was taking a photo and uh, you could actually like add these chemicals Mm -hmm. to the developing bath or whatever Silver. yeah like uh, I think it was selenium toning that Mm -hmm. I used and my photo teacher at the time well that was like sepia and then there's selenium and there are all these things anyway you can like mix the chemicals and cross process and Mm -hmm. I was like these look really cool and I was using a square format camera and Mm -hmm. uh You know, all of that kind of came back to me as we were working on Instagram. Um, I think that really resonated with people initially because you took a kind of crummy camera and you made it retro on purpose. Right. And it took advantage of the crumminess rather than trying to build around it.
2: Right, which is what you did with filters, which was the big insight, I think,
1: that you did before other people did. Um, But I I would say on that, I'm not sure many people realize this, but, like, Instagram wasn't the first company to do filters either. Like, there was Hipstamatic. There was Camera Bag. I mean, the Valley is basically built on looking around at all the different ingredients in the world and saying, like, how can I combine this into, like, a new dish? Right, right. And, I mean, filters plus social plus basically a Twitter feed of photos, it became, like, a thing overnight. And people actually initially downloaded it thinking it was a filter app. Ah, and that's why they downloaded it. They wanted to make their, their stuff it was look a social cool. Media they had play. no idea. Yeah. And what happened was they started getting likes, right. and before you knew it, it was like, oh, like there's an actual network here, right? And it started to take off,
2: right? So there was a back and forth, and I'm not going to go into detail about you whether Twitter would buy you. You would talk to the Twitter people rather seriously. Jack Dorsey is one of your first major users that sort of got you kind of hip. And I worked
1: with him at Odeo. You audio. worked with him at Odeo, yeah.
2: And then you ended up selling to Facebook. I'm going to get into the details of that, but why sell? I mean, why did you think about selling? Because now you sort of could be your own thing. I mean, we talked about this. I always said you you sold for cheap. I think I just try to make you feel bad. But hindsight um, is 20. Yes, it is, it is. But what was the thinking behind it? Because a lot of people feel like Mark got a very valuable company for a relatively small amount of money considering now.
1: So let's rewind back to 2012. Um, We are not a company of 700 people. We don't have 700 million people around the world. Um, and you don't have
2: access to that audience. Do
1: you? No, no, no. Let like let's let's zoom all the way back mm-hmm. to twenty twelve in a world where we're sitting around a little table right now. Mm-hmm. Every single one of our employees would have fit around this table. Right. It was we very were. Small. It was like I want to say we were about eight or nine when the deal yeah. happened, mm-hmm. and then I think by the time we actually closed the deal, we were something like thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were like eight people. Uh, right. keeping the service alive that was growing like wildfire. What was the number?
2: How many people were using it at the time? Uh, I th-
1: want to say it was something like 20, 30 20 million. 20 million, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is like a good number. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you can point out a bunch of apps today that have 20 million monthly active users right. that are growing and they're fine, but who knows if they'll be the next whatever, right. Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Um, so at the time, I mean, we had eight people. We were struggling to keep the site up. And we were raising money, so uh, every VC looked at us like we were crazy when we asked for a five hundred million dollar valuation, mm-hmm. which sounds funny now, because like every company goes out and if you're like doing an Airbnb for right. dogs, you get a 500 five hundred million. million. Yeah, it's like it's like the default term sheet. Sure. But at the time, people, I literally got a phone call mm-hmm. back channel from a VC being like you're crazy and it's offensive that you're asking for this yeah. valuation. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, I mean, it's I feel like we're actually doing a good are... thing. And no, in retrospect, I, I realized that phone call was just angling to get a better yeah. deal.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, but at the time, I mean, listen, I had been running a company for a year. Uh, we were struggling to keep the set up, $500 million valuation. And then Mark came along and was like, hey, how about I double that and you get to keep working on what you love, and you get all the expertise of Facebook. And and you access. get to work with me, Cheryl Shrep, et cetera. Um, and that sounded like a really good deal, and. Mm-hmm. If you look in retrospect, I think it was a great deal. Mm-hmm. Think about all the things we've accomplished being part of Facebook, mm-hmm. all the things we have plugged into, whether it's hiring, spam fighting, the ad system. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have thousands of salespeople who are basically selling ads for Instagram, mm-hmm. and we snapped our fingers to access them. Right. So. A lot of really Did you great stuff. Snap is, your fingers? Yes, I snap my fingers. Um, <laughs> yeah, sales no, but I guess my point is like.
2: Yeah. No, you had. No, I get it. I get it. It's like which would have happened without the other kind of thing. I mean, if not I bet for you this, we would have
1: then been that. successful as an independent <laughs> company as well. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Like these things. Like, well, you
2: look at Snapchat. They're struggling because they're smaller.
1: Well, I don't know if Snapchat's a good example, but like think of all the amazing companies that like got to like 15, 20 million users and it was Mm -hmm. like the hot startup, all the headlines that you you and others wrote. We don't write hot headlines. And then guess what? Like they're gone in a year. So uh, it could have gone either way, but in retrospect, what I'm glad is I'm working with my co-founder still Mm -hmm. on like the coolest company ever with some of the most amazing coaches in Mark and others. And What's interesting mm-hmm.
2: is that you're still there. A lot of founders leave. I mean, it's really yeah. kind of, I'm always like, uh, you know, I call you every now and then. I hear you're leaving. <laughs> and I think sometimes I'm actually, I, I think you've probably, people have approached you and some things have been interesting for you.
1: Interesting. Interesting. I'd love to hear which ones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which Maybe ones. Maybe I don't know about the deals. Um, um, but
2: I, I know you've been approached. But what, what keeps you there? What is the thing? Because a lot of founders leave. They, they absolutely do when they're a division of a bigger company. And Facebook has only gotten more enormous since you got there.
1: Yeah, Mike and I often have this conversation, which is like, why do all these entrepreneurs leave on day one? Like Peter Thiel, I think left PayPal on day one and I don't know, it was like a blazing glory of Mm -hmm. like whatever, like on the first day, Mm -hmm. Elon, I think did as well, right? You can name all these entrepreneurs who just left. And I mean, I was talking with an entrepreneur who will not be named, but his point was like, yeah, I just like, I don't know what I would do with you because I've never had a good relationship with my acquirer. It seems like you really do. And I was like, yeah. I mean, Mike and I talk about this all day. It's like, uh, Shrepp, uh, who's this the CTO? Mike Shrepp. Um, and then you have Mark and Cheryl. Like, mm-hmm. they have kept the, to their commitment not only to keep us independent and allow us to thrive,
3: right?
1: Um, and, but they've also provided resources for us to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and why do anything else if you have your baby, which is this company, mm-hmm. is thriving, making a bunch of money, you know, you're launching new products that people really love, that are Mm -hmm. successful. Like, to do what? Like, go sit on a beach? Like, that sounds... Well,
2: it's interesting, because everybody does do it. You're an outlier in a lot. You're like a unicorn. Like, nobody stays in the company. They don't grow with the company. They don't remain. Um, But
1: usually, they're less successful, meaning... Yes, The acquired company kind of floats. It goes sideways. I think Instagram... Facebook's had a
2: couple of those, too. Yeah,
1: but I think Instagram is... Done the opposite. Right. I mean, if Instagram, I think, were down, and if we weren't able to control our destiny, and like a bunch of bad things were happening, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be there. I don't think many people would want to work there. Right, right. But like, I think Mike and I are an example of investing in the company for the long term and uh, waking up every day and, and being really. I think excited a lot of people
2: would, would want to understand what is the key that they do. Are they do they pet you? What are they, what's the actual? <laughs> what, is, what is the key is that they that you get to? Because you were separate. I know. I was. I was there the other day doing a podcast with Cheryl and. I, saw, I was like, where is Instagram? And you're over somewhere else. Like, you have an other building, right? Is that correct?
1: Is yeah. That... I mean, we're on a campus. I mean, they... <laughs> they... It's own slash lease like a big swath of land and Mm -hmm. um we didn't on purpose go far away it was just like that was the building that was available
2: Mm -hmm. how Um, many people do you have now
1: uh, it's like between six and seven hundred (laughs) it's hard to nail down an exact number because some people work like half their time on instagram Mm -hmm. um and then of course you have people who contribute and finance and sales and a bunch of others so effectively if this company were like uh if we just like took all the resources that we had and spun it out it would probably be in the thousands Mm -hmm. um But anyway, like, I think the thing that made it work was actually not what they did, it's what they didn't do. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I see Mark practice a tremendous amount of restraint in giving us the freedom to run. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: But the reason why I think he gives us the freedom to run is because when we run, it typically works. Mm -hmm. Now, if we had launched, you know, live stories, you know, video on Instagram, all of those things had cratered, Mm -hmm. I don't think we'd have that long of a runway. Right. Um. But so you earn it. You earn it over time, and it's actually what they don't do. What ends up uh, helping? It's like it's they're not meddling in the product necessarily. And I actually I take that and I think about all the great entrepreneurs we have at Instagram, the people mm-hmm. running the products. And I've learned that at lesson as well. If you give people not the to runway, meddle. not to meddle. If things are going really well, like mm-hmm. you leave it alone. Um, and I think that's happened in a bunch of areas at Instagram. So mm-hmm. uh, it gets it rehearses down the chain. So
2: what is your day-to-day? What do you do day-to-day then? Podcasts. Podcast pod- here, <laughs> conferences. Um,
1: no. So what do I do day-to-day? Yeah. Um, my main job is to make sure that, one, the company's pointed in the right direction. So mm-hmm. strategy. What areas are we focusing on? Okay, we're going to focus on live. We're going to focus on stories. We're going to focus on messaging. We're going to focus on content production, whatever. Like, What are the areas that we focus on? and then making sure that we actually execute against them. Usually that means coaching the team or getting the team in place. So Mm -hmm. hiring senior people and working with those senior people to make sure that they have the resources that Mm -hmm. they need. I do spend maybe 25% of my time like in the pixels of the product, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of like, I think that's like something as a founder that I hold dear that a lot of CEOs I know just abstract themselves. Mm Um, I think much to the chagrin sometimes of our designers I get in the details. But listen. That was always your interest. But it's like it's my interest. um, And I guess when when you founded the company, you're allowed to dabble.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Ask Steve
1: Jobs. So I try my best. always dabbling
2: in something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that's like that's what I'd say is my job description. Mm -hmm. Pointed in the right direction, the right people. And then there's a certain percentage of dabbling.
2: So let's talk about the growth a little bit. We're In the next section, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about other competitors and things like that because people sort of slag you a lot for borrowing some ideas from others. But you mentioned it at the top of this, but we'll get to that later. What do you attribute the growth to? You know, I'm trying to think of my own kid, and I'll give you two observations, another one later. He doesn't use Facebook at all, but he loves Instagram. It's fascinating. Like, And I'm like, why don't you just use Facebook? He's like, no, it's not cool. Hmm. And I was like, is Instagram cool? He's like, yeah, Instagram's cool. Like, it's a really interesting, and he's for, he's right in your area. Uh, he does use Snapchat heavily also, but he's using Instagram a lot more. And it's a really interesting, uh, you know, that's just an anecdotal thing, but it's it's I've heard it again and again and again among younger people. Instagram seems to be something they like, and so do old people, so do all kinds of people. So can you talk about the growth? Because I think that's one of the more important things, is you've managed to have everybody on it and yet not be... Like, hopelessly uncool for the people that you want
1: to come on. <laughs> Thank it. you. We're not hopelessly uncool. You I'm might get be that. hopelessly uncool. I'm going to get a T-shirt uncool. that says that and wear it around not the hopelessly office. Uncool. Kevin, not hopelessly uncool. Not that
2: Facebook is, but I cannot get my kid to use Facebook. It's really interesting. <clears throat> I've told this to Mark and Cheryl before.
1: Um, well, so there are a couple things going on We're here. One is a question it. about, like, young people in the U.S. Mm-hmm. When you zoom out and you say how many people are there in the world, billions – Teens or whatever in the U.S., young folks in the U.S. represent a very small fraction of the overall population. So Mm -hmm. it's possible to be very, very big um, and have, you know, areas that you want to go work on. Mm -hmm. And I think that teens in the U.S. are particularly interesting to everyone in tech because they tend to adopt products way before everyone else. Mm -hmm. They I mean, if you've ever seen a teen use a phone, their fingers move at a million miles per hour. And you're just like, I didn't even know there was that shortcut. They just understand in a way that like you and I don't. I mean, I didn't grow up with a phone in my hand. They are. Yeah. And I think that it's interesting to watch what they use because I think it's a signal of where technology is going. Sure. It's always been the case. You know, Facebook started with college kids. Mm-hmm. Instagram, interestingly, didn't start with youth. It actually started more with, I'd say, the like, you know, 20, 30 something hipster in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, self-proclaimed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think spread out from there. But the growth has really come from that large population overseas. So Instagram from day one was a universal network. I mean, images are the one thing that you can look at, not speak the other person's language and connect with them. We had the universal like button, which is just like a universal sign of appreciation. You saw the photo. It doesn't matter what other language that person speaks. So now over 80% of our community is overseas outside the US. Eighty percent, over eighty percent. Where, so, where particularly? I mean, you name okay. it, we're there. I'm mm-hmm. sure we have. What's your? You know.
2: I, I assume U.S. is your biggest market, but maybe mm-hmm. you know.
1: uh, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, number two
2: or right near there.
1: I, we have a bunch of countries right at the top, and uh, the good news is, like you know, I'll give you some some broad categories. Like mm-hmm. Brazil is very very large for us. Mm-hmm. Um, India is growing quickly. Uh, Europe in general is very strong. Um, we see a lot of strength. In developed countries, I'd say it's the less developed countries with less developed uh, uh, mobile networks, uh, mm-hmm. more like older phones that don't support higher end media. Where I think that's the future of where we need to go and how we need to mm-hmm. to sell our product. Um, a lot of our growth in the next year is going to come from that. From that. Um, from that. And that requires a shift, you know, internally. Not only for us to appreciate the problems that folks have with lower end phones and lower right. end networks, connectivity issues, um, but it also requires us to think hard about hey, we have to like deliver media over the wire to these phones and display it because that's Instagram. Right. You can't like convert Instagram to text and then it right. just works. Right. Um, like a big reason why I think WhatsApp has done so well, mm-hmm. especially in overseas markets, is the simple. focus on performance and it's mostly text. Right. Now they've optimized the hell out of that app. And mm-hmm. I, I've learned a lot from watching Jan and what they do. Mm-hmm. Performance is the key for the next chapter of growth. But mm-hmm. you asked where growth is coming from. And they've added
2: in photos. They've added in totally, maybe the totally. stickers. It's a lot more stickers and texture, right? Yeah, you don't so do photos. Of
1: I, I guess what I'm saying is most of our growth is going to come from overseas because there are a lot more people outside the U.S. than there are inside the U.S. Mm-hmm. That being said, the U.S. continues to be a very interesting market for us where we have to grow and most of our you know, ad business is based in the U.S. like most companies.
0: Right. Talk to your local State Farm agent today about small business insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: Wow, that guy means business. Just an amazing player. No, not him. The sports photographer behind him. Uh, what? He has a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where he earns 5% annual percentage yield, so he's scoring big on and off the field. You might even say he's the MVB. MVB? B? The most valuable business.
2: Making your money work harder. That's how you business differently. Intuit
0: QuickBooks. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds in envelopes are an APY. APY can change at any time.
2: We're here with Kevin Sistrom, the CEO of Instagram, who is still an employee of Facebook. I was with Jeff Wiener on stage and uh, after LinkedIn got bought by Microsoft, and he refused to say he was a Microsoft employee. It was very <laughs> funny. And he goes, I'm the CEO of LinkedIn. I go, comma a division of Microsoft. But uh, but you you feel good about being part of the bigger picture about being. But you do have a separate identity. It's an unusual situation where people don't necessarily know that Facebook owns Instagram or WhatsApp or things like that. It's sort of a constellation of products.
1: As an entrepreneur, if you had to choose to be part of, like, one tech company, Mm -hmm. I mean, Facebook's a pretty good one, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's done very, very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's reaching massive heights of users all over Mm -hmm. the world. Um, It has great technologists who live there. It's working on super cool, you know, know, bleeding-edge technology products. Um, And, like, I'm happy to, you know, proclaim that I'm an employee there. At the same time, running the company Instagram is a very different job. Sure. And it feels very different. We have a, you know, it's a distinct but compatible culture. Mm-hmm. Um, what is and, it, What would you say yeah, the culture is? Uh, of Instagram? Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's defined by two very uh, distinct things. Number one is simplicity. So mm-hmm. I think if you walk into Instagram, it's a very, very simple aesthetic. Everywhere you walk, we focus on removing complexity at every single step. Mm-hmm. I think people care deeply about simplicity. The second I'd say is craft, and I'm actually going to name three things. I remember okay. the third thing. Um, craft is the second thing. So um, you know, we've got a blue bottle of coffee in mm-hmm. the in the lobby. It's something Mike and I care really deeply about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you,
2: won't, you have coffee investments, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we we love coffee. Um, but you really we love, are
2: the San Francisco dream. Yeah, aren't but listen, you?
1: we we, we you have your craft we bourbon. Yeah. Right? yeah, but I mean craft. It's about craft. Like yeah. we care about. You know, there's a I can't um, believe you
2: don't have a handlebar mustache right now, but go ahead. It's all. On. Well,
1: listen, I didn't have a beard when we first okay, met, that's so I'm true. There. That's um, true. And I'm kind of wearing. Yeah, you have to get the plaid. Lincoln beard yeah. if
2: you really want to go the full, full <laughs>
3: hog.
1: I am, um, but craft is a, a big part of our, our culture. The final one that I'd say is we focus on solving problems. Mm-hmm. I have this like problem centric culture where. You can't come into a product review and just say, hey, here's a cool feature we want to build. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't fly at Instagram. Mm -hmm. What does fly is coming in and saying, here's the problem we want to solve for this person. Mm -hmm. Here's how we know it's a problem. Here's the data that backs that up or the anecdotes. (sighs) Um, Sure. So let's talk about stories. Mm -hmm. Um, We looked at sharing on Instagram. And every time we talked to someone, we would say, hey, so why do you share across services? It's like, You know you share on snapchat you share on facebook you share on twitter you share on instagram like why do you share across services and interestingly what we found was the biggest problem people have with instagram is feeling the pressure of sharing really amazing photos Mm -hmm. so you hear anecdotes all the time you might hear it from your kids I didn't get enough likes, so I deleted the photo.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know if that's good enough to put on Instagram. I can only put one on Instagram per day because like, I got I to gotta show off this thing, and then it's going to live on my profile, which is awesome because it represents me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But at the same time, it's like kind of like hanging a photo in a photo gallery. And it turns out not every photo you want to take, sure. you want to hang in a photo gra- gallery. But it is Definitely. important to in communicate with a fancier place. There you go. So now our, our values of craft and simplicity reinforce that. But the problem is that people want to actually share a lot more, but they don't want it to hang on the gallery wall. So Stories came in as a solution. So the idea was not, hey, there's another company that's doing Stories. Let's just do that. It was, okay, we've identified a problem in the community, which is people really want to share more, but the constraints of Instagram are that it has to be really good. You have to be willing to hang it on the gallery wall. And what if we allowed you to also share really informally? Mm -hmm things that are throwaway but really valuable for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. That flip side of the sharing coin was a problem that we identified along the way, seeing consumer trends. Mm -hmm. And when the team walked in, they were like, what problem we're solving is not competition. The problem we're solving is sharing And here's the data that backs that up. Mm -hmm. And that's why now that we've launched the product now over 200 million people use stories every day. I mean, it's clearly working and it clearly solves a problem for people. Whereas coming in and just pitching a cool idea Hey, what if we did X, Y, or Z? Because right. it's cool and it's a hard technical problem. That doesn't fly at Instagram because right. you have to be solving have it a problem. exactly.
2: Okay. Um, we're going to get to Snapchat in a minute, but you also are competing with Facebook too in terms of people's attention and use because they have photos and videos and live and things like that. What is that? Is there a tension there between that? Because they, they also are trying to get people to do precisely what you do.
1: Companies are not single individuals. Mm-hmm. Companies are complex organizations with lots of different people. So I'm sure if you talk to specific people inside of Facebook whose goal is X, Y, or Z, they feel like, oh, I don't know, Instagram or WhatsApp or maybe right. even Oculus trades off against it, but that's mm-hmm. true at any company, right? Mm-hmm. If you have you know, a couple of reporters who are both covering similar things, yeah, like yeah, they're competing, right? Like mm-hmm. whose story goes out first. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay, and I think that's relatively healthy. Um, I think the interesting thing is, you know, sharing photos is not sharing photos across every service. People do it for different reasons on Facebook. You find a lot of, Hey, I want to memorialize this vacation or this wedding or this amazing thing that happened. And I want to share it with my friends and family, coworkers, et cetera. And it's an album, it's rich, et cetera. I think that's great. And Instagram tends to be more about, Hey, is this photo crafted, composed correctly? Mm-hmm. Is the light right? Am I using the right filter? And so that just scratches a different itch, but mm-hmm. they're both photos and that's videos, a and, thing. yeah, yeah And be. I think that's totally fine. And you know, I talk a lot about um, this like Jobs hypothesis. Have you ever heard about like uh, what job did you hire this thing for? Mm-hmm. The Clay Christensen no. thing. It's amazing, and I use it all the time in the company. Which is, um, you know, what job are you hiring this product for? And they asked people when they walked in. Uh, to I think it was like a McDonald's or something. Mm-hmm. What job are you hiring that milkshake for? And uh, people like looked at them crazy, like you're looking at me crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would explain, no, no, like what problem does it solve in your life? And they figured out there were two distinct consumer groups. One was. It solves a breakfast problem. So when Mm -hmm. I'm on the way to work, I order this milkshake because it's easy. It's like a protein shake in the morning.
3: Okay.
1: And then there's, uh, then there's another segment of customers in the afternoon who basically buy it to keep their kids happy before they actually Mm -hmm. make dinner. And now whenever company or whenever people come into the room to talk about products, we talk about what job are you hiring that product for? Mm -hmm. So you, you Mm -hmm. know, talk about photo sharing, you can hire different products for different jobs, mm-hmm. and it happens to be that they're all photo-sharing products. They're similar,
2: right. They're yeah. Similar
1: different audiences, different creative tools, mm-hmm. different different jobs. Right. And as soon as you look at the world through that lens, you realize why it makes sense that all these products exist. Mm-hmm. They might compete with each other on the margin, but in general, they have very distinct jobs.
2: So talk, I'm going to talk about some of your competitors. Twitter. Um, one of You know my greatest anger is I cannot share my Instagram. I have to double post them. Now, if you want the best quality, you have to double post them. When is that ever going to get fixed or never? Is that just never happening?
1: Um, I haven't thought about that subject in a really long time. It bothers a lot of um, people who use both. That being said, I think there are ways of doing it. I mean, you can use, like, there are reposting apps, like, if this They never the look right. And, oh, yeah. well. They never I, look yeah. right, yeah. Um, it used
2: to be great. You could just post one on Instagram would go on Twitter looking beautiful. And...
1: Yeah, there was like basically a time where uh, we had integrated with a bunch of their <laughs> stuff, and then they cut off. Yeah, Access. they cut. They cut it off. They were mad. At you. And it was just like. You know, companies are companies and mm-hmm. they have deals, and that deal fell through. But mm-hmm. I, it's, you know, I'm not against. So, how do you look at the what future?
2: the things they're doing? Because a lot of, you know, they were doing Vine and other things that are similar to Facebook and you. I mean, do you consider them a competitor or not? They're which more one, of Twitter. I- Twitter. Or Vine? They're in the moment. I, see. I think they're more in the moment news kind of thing. You know, thing. once
1: you get to a certain size. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, actually, I want to answer this a different way, um, which is. Uh, the thing that I think I learned at uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. being at Facebook, that I would not have considered otherwise is the focus on time. Mm-hmm. So time is this indivisible unit. It's very hard but at you least. you only
2: have a certain amount. You have only have a right. certain
1: amount of time. Um, it is the indivisible, uh, mutually exclusive unit of your life. That you you're must either choose. You're either watching TV, you're either reading the newspaper or using a social network, Right. And sure, you can shift around time on a given day, but time is the thing you're competing for. So by that measure, yeah, like, you know, Reed Hastings at Netflix, you know what he calls his biggest competitor? What? Sleep. Sleep. (laughs) It's like super interesting, right? He would say that. Yeah, right? Uh, But I, like, I took that from him and I was like, you know what, like, sleep's a competitor, maybe reading's a competitor. so, yes, once you get to a certain size, like, I guess you're competing for time yeah. and attention. And the question is, is your use case right. looking at photos right. the right. most compelling one? Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't wake up every day thinking about competition and like, you know, hey, what features are they working on and what features should we be working on? I think the question is, do we have like a singular mission for the company? Or are we going after it? are we solving the real problems that our community has on every given day?
2: So talk about your focus on video, because that's really been in and stories and, and the idea of what you're doing. And then I do want to get into talking about Snapchat for you to talk about that, how you feel about what people say about borrowing their things. To talk about why video. What's the shift? Because Instagram has been a photo service. It still is largely a photo service, or is it not? Is
1: it not? Um, depends how you define it. So okay. uh, we'll Video are photos. Okay, okay so... Uh, Put it differently. Every passing day, video becomes more and more of a percentage of what gets shared, but definitely more and more of a percentage of how much time people spend on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So if you just look at, like, okay, the 20-something minutes per day that people spend on Instagram, what percentage Mm -hmm. of that is watching video, it goes up over time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today is probably the highest day of history, and it's probably the lowest day of the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's because I think video has become more... uh, I, it wouldn't be accepted. It's more uh, possible because you have higher higher data speeds, you have mm-hmm. more unlimited plans, or I guess in certain countries you have more mm-hmm. uh, limited plans. But people are consuming more and more video because I think the devices are getting better. People are learning to produce video better. Um, stories is actually largely video. Mm-hmm. So if you actually watch your stories at the sure. top of Instagram, you're going to see a lot of video. So it's not necessarily the 16 by 9 beautifully produced Trailer mm-hmm. that people are watching. It's actually, you know, video full screen 9x16 right. vertical right. video on both stories and live. Mm-hmm. People are spending a lot of time on, on those and watching those. Um, it's just a shift in behavior. I think people are getting past the fact that a single frame represents a moment and they're realizing that you can actually consume life through video and that's going to continue to is, happen. Is that a in good thing?
2: Because it's not really craft, is it? It's really not. You can't, they, they get messier and they get less. I think you can have
1: craft and messiness. I mean, Mm -hmm. look at a Jackson Pollock. Mm -hmm. Like you both describe that as messy and Jackson
2: Pollock's videos on your service. Yeah, but (laughs) you know,
1: I'm just saying there are precedents for messy, beautiful. So um, I don't think craft is necessarily. But does it
2: change this idea around simplicity around your service? Because it does, and it's noisier. It's much noisier. It's more. It's a different product, really. Um, Or not? I don't know.
1: So okay, we you know initially. I think our mission like when we first started was something like you know capture and share the world's photos or something, right? right? And I think we changed it to moments when, when video came along. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we talk about strengthening relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you think about strengthening relationships, you can do that through different types of media. Mm-hmm. It can be a photo, it can be a boomerang, it can be uh, a time lapse, it can be like, you can capture a moment all sorts of different ways. It can be a live video. Um, And we're going to adopt any format that allows you to strengthen your relationship with other people through Mm -hmm. that shared experience. So Mm -hmm. if I can see what you're doing on the weekend, you can see my bike ride. Mm -hmm. You know, I can see my friend, the the book they're reading. I feel like I'm getting closer to them through that shared experience. We're going to have all that. So, like, it's not about photos. In it's fact, not
2: about the, the, what it is, What meaning the format. Yeah.
1: The I formats. mean, a baby's first steps, like, you want to see a photo of that? Yeah. Right? Like, no. Right. Um, now, does boomerang work? Sure. You know, do I want sure. a video? Probably. Right. Um. But, you know, if you're watching a live concert, you probably want live video. Um, there's just, like, all sorts of use cases to grow closer with others through different formats. So, mm-hmm. I hate it when I read articles that you know, name Instagram, the photo sharing app, right? Right. It's like, the first thing I said when I got to Facebook, actually I did an all hands in front of the entire company. um, And I said, just so you know, we are not a photo photo sharing app.
2: Even though you just paid a billion dollars for a photo sharing. We are not a photo
1: sharing app. And everyone looked at me like I was crazy. I remember Mark came after, he was like, why did you say that? Like, I don't Mm. get it. And I explained, like, I think we're much more than that. We're about Mm. people knowing each other, sharing their moments in their lives. It's going to be more than just photos in the future, of course, video, but like other formats, too. Um, And that tends to resonate with people once they understand it. And I think our history shows that we've gone after that.
2: Mm -hmm. So video is now increasingly – do you ever imagine a time when photos is a very tiny part of your business?
1: I can't – well, part of our – so I'm going to get, like, specific here. So Mm -hmm. video, I think, will be a large part of what's consumed. I think photos will be a large part of what people take. I don't imagine a world where, I mean, I could, you know, foot in my mouth uh, about this, but like, I don't imagine a world where videos are just the primary way people share because photos are so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you can define it in different ways. And when you say part of your business, it's like which one monetizes better. I mean, right. which one does monetize better? That's a good question. I think it depends difficult. on the surface. Video's and difficult on your you No, know, videos actually, you know, videos are pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know, advertisers see them as premium, depends on the producer. Right,
2: not inserting them in other people's feeds, but in terms of doing their own thing.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you look at stories, is stories video the same as feed video? So it gets complex. Um, is live video the same as feed video? That's why I think we can't call these things just photos or videos. It's mm-hmm. like It totally depends on the exact format. How do you
2: differentiate between the live and the story? What? Do you, how do you look at it?
1: Well, right now, live is ephemeral. So. Right. Yeah, you and I can Just, go live right now. We'll have right, a bunch of viewers. Right, and then right. the second we click done, it's gone. Right. Um, and that actually unlocks a bunch of sharing because I feel more comfortable sharing mm-hmm. and I'm not worried it's going to get discovered later and I'm going to look silly, whatever. Um, turns out teens really love it for mm-hmm. that use case yeah, as they well. Do. They hang out after school with their friends on live. Um, And that's very different than, say, editing a beautiful trailer in 16 by 9 to show off a new movie.
3: Sure,
1: sure. So while it's it's definitely a video, they're two very different experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think it just shows the depth of one format that Mm -hmm. it can be many things. Right.
2: So let's get to Snapchat. My son also is is an avid user of both things. He was like, he, you met him? You remember? Yeah. He says, "Tell that tall guy, tell that tall guy, <laughs> I'm really pissed at him because he stole Snapchat. He stole what they're doing, and I I'm mad because I don't want to do that on Instagram, and that's what I do on Snapchat." Fast forward recently, he does it on Instagram. You, it just sh- he shifted over, and he still uses Snapchat quite heavily. And he, you know, he talks the the language he speaks is I'm doing snaps. I'm doing. He doesn't say I'm doing Instagrams. It's but he definitely was annoyed. that you, He goes, that's not what I use Instagram for. And I, he was sort of mad as a brand. Like, you know, when something becomes something else, I think someone who's an avid user gets annoyed by the shift. Talk a bit about the criticism of you essentially Snapchat coming up with something and you all copying it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, let's take Instagram day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram was a combination of basically hipstamatic Twitter, mm-hmm. some stuff from Facebook, like the like button. And in fact, mm-hmm. the like button came from friend feed. Mm-hmm. Like, you can trace the roots of every feature sure. anyone has in their app. Right. Somewhere in the history of technology. Mm-hmm. Apple designed a cell phone. Uh, sure, it looked different. It was like full screen glass screen. First one without a keyboard, but it wasn't the first cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tesla, mm-hmm. super innovative, definitely not the first car. It's got wheels, it's got mm-hmm. air conditioning, right? But you know, it's powered differently, so that's okay. unique. Um, I don't think you can find a single thing in Silicon Valley that hasn't been built on the amazing work Mm -hmm. that technologists throughout history have done. Mm -hmm. We decided we wanted to have this slideshow format, Mm -hmm. which we also called stories, and that probably makes the copying narrative a little easier, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a slideshow. uh, And, you know, it turns out people really like it. And if we just copied, um, I don't think people would just use it, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know they're uh going back to the jobs being hired for um that job is being fulfilled by someone else really well Mm -hmm. um so what we had to do is say are we fulfilling an actual need that people have and are are we going to do it in a unique and useful way i think the answer is yes because now over 200 million people use it every single day i think that's an awesome testament to doing it well Mm -hmm. um but originality is an interesting concept in silicon valley because i think we we look around and I think we, you know, we focus so much on who had what idea first, but Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Twitter, Facebook, I mean, Facebook. Yeah. But I mean, you look the first time anyone adopts something that someone else did, I think there can be this criticism. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, can you imagine LinkedIn without a newsfeed? Can you Mm -hmm. imagine Twitter without effectively a newsfeed? Mm -hmm. Like, Ranked feed now, now Twitter's doing it, Um, LinkedIn does it, we all do it. I I think there are these innovations that happen and then they spread throughout technology. And I I mean, I know we live in a a society based on capitalism, but competition Mm -hmm. is good for consumers. Mm -hmm. And it would be crazy if we saw something that worked with consumers that was in our domain and we didn't decide to compete on it. So I understand- So
2: filters, same thing. Yeah, filters the same thing. What have they borrowed from you? That's, I mean, I think that's an interesting question. I mean,
1: I think Snapchat's a great company. I think they're gonna continue to do well. Um, But like, you know, when you look back, I mean, they didn't have filters initially. They adopted filters because I think Instagram had filters and a Mm -hmm. lot of others were trying to adopt filters as well. Facebook adopted filters. Mm -hmm. And you could have said the same thing at the time. Uh, We're copying each other, but I don't know. That's just the way Silicon Valley works. Mm -hmm. The question is who executes the best mm-hmm. and execution is everything. Um, we are doing our best to provide a service to users that people clearly want that scratches a niche. Which is, I don't want to just share the highlights of my day. I also want to be able to share the ongoing moments throughout the day, and it just solves it really well. So then the question is, on a level playing field between companies, mm-hmm. now you have stories in Facebook, you have it in my day on Messenger, and you've got a WhatsApp, and you're going to see it other places too who does it the best and who executes on creative tools, on the next generation features, like who does it the best? And that is going to be, I think, uh, the determination of like who wins in the long run. But honestly, it's not gonna be one winner. You're gonna have many winners and you're gonna have people competing and you're gonna have different sub-segments of users who are are adopting a certain thing because they love it. I mean, Facebook's not the only social network in the world. It may be the largest. but I think that's okay and that's like what makes Silicon Valley work is that mm-hmm. competition and looking around and adopting like the best of breed things to make your service better. So
2: do you when people when people use those criticism what do what do you feel like?
1: I mean, I think it's fair for people to to criticize, but I just like I don't know, like imagine like the only car in the world was the Model T right now. Mm-hmm. Like someone invents the car, it's really cool. Horseless carriage they called it right mm-hmm. uh but do you blame like other companies for also building cars that have wheels and a steering wheel and mm-hmm. ac and windows it's a little
2: closer some of the stuff feels a little closer to what they're doing it feel, i know it feels like it to them it feels like you know they feels.
1: i mean it's always going to feel that way to the first car producer mm-hmm. oh you have windows too oh you have a steering wheel oh you have ac mm-hmm. you have radio mm-hmm. right like the question is, what unique stuff do you build on top of it? So, you know, when we adopted it, we decided that one of the really annoying things about the format was that it just kept going, and you can pause it to look at something, you can rewind, mm-hmm. um, and we did right. all that. Like, we mm-hmm. actually we implemented that. Um, oh
2: the, no, you're a much easier version, no question.
1: The so, but I mean, my point is like, mm-hmm. think about the car analogy. I mean, different cars have different functionality and uh, different utility values depending on the features. And that's our job is not just to look at another car company and copy the shape of their car Mm -hmm. um, and all the, you know, unique characteristics, but instead make it our own. Mm -hmm. Um, Same with newsfeed between Facebook and all these others. It's like, it's one thing to have a newsfeed, but you got to make it your own over time. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is our job. And I think we're
0: doing pretty well at it. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business and you can't afford to slow down.
2: We're here with Kevin Systrom, the CEO of Instagram. We've been talking about a lot of things, about Snapchat, about Twitter, about uh, stories, innovation, how to do things. I want to talk about innovation and where it's going because one of the things, you know, I I do understand the iteration of companies upon companies upon companies, but some people feel that maybe true innovation is harder to be the original of an idea. Instagram, you're right, there were lots of photo sharing services, but you were unique in terms of what you offered. Do you feel that you've uh, lost innovation, or how do you keep innovation at a company, and, and things that you truly introduce that are a wow that just come from you?
1: Yeah, I don't think that we've lost that spirit internally. I think, like again, true innovation is like looking around at the world and putting the ingredients together mm-hmm. and figuring out how to execute on it, market it, scale it. I mean, the amount of work that goes in to making these things work at scale at 700 million yeah. users around the world, That's, like, where the magic is every single day, Mm -hmm. Uh, making it work in different countries, on different networks. I mean, the reason why we're seeing the growth we have. Because you do it well in lots of places. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, you know, 90% of our effort on a given day is figuring out how to scale the service. Not just, like, technically, but, like, all the, like, nooks and crannies of the product that need to work for people. Um, I think one of the areas that I'm most proud about our innovation is actually around this area called well-being. About six months ago, I decided that we were in a particular position with our scale and the people that worked at our company and and the characteristics of them, that we could actually be one of the first companies, if not the first company online, to really set a precedent about caring about our our users and our community. Mm -hmm. We've always been really community focused. But you might ask, okay, Kevin, what does that mean? um you talk to teenagers today about their experience online and bullying is a thing mm-hmm. you talk to any parent i'm sure you feel this way mm-hmm. um bullying is one of maybe the biggest problems that teenagers have online teenagers. Today. yeah twitter's a hellscape well you can talk about anyone at any age i, yeah. I totally agree i i am um, i just i'm pi- i'm picking teenagers as a specific example of of a of a population that is most vulnerable mm-hmm. um And what I decided six months ago or so was that we were gonna have an entire group of people that literally work on making the internet a safer place. Mm -hmm. Not just Instagram, but other services as well. We're gonna build technology, processes, et cetera, to basically make the experience on Instagram a safer place. So comment moderation, Mm -hmm. we have machine learning teams that basically try to figure out when someone's getting bullied to help them. Uh, you know, suicides are a topic that are like mm-hmm. very, you know, current right now online, especially with live. Um, how do we get in front of people so that we can save those people before they harm themselves? That takes a lot of hard work, and that is not, you know, what stickers or face masks are we launching? It's actually real technology why that keeps people safe. Why do
2: imagine Facebook's been drawn into that? interestingly, when it before it was launched, I did say to some of your executives, "Like someone's going to kill themselves," and they said I was negative. You know what I mean? Like it was an interesting thing. What I want to get to is why don't these technologists think of this before they're starting to create their? And then they're like, "Oh, we made it. We didn't know." And I'm like, "You kind of could have anticipated some of these behaviors." And it's interesting that it doesn't happen on Instagram. You know what I mean? It doesn't. Maybe it's just not the platform of choice for murdering. But you know what I mean? But why is that? What do you think is because people don't think of it that way?
1: Well or, I mean, a couple of characteristics. One, the internet's a really big place. Sure. Um, no one person can control what happens on the internet or right. what people choose to do or broadcast. Right. That can mean really good things, which is, you know, social media allows for a democratic voice. Uh, There's you know, things
2: they can control on Facebook. Well, you Facebook.
1: can be an unheard person with an issue and mm-hmm. then be heard because it gives you a platform. Sure. Uh, people with eating disorders, um, people with psychological mm-hmm. issues, mental health issues. Um, it can be a really healing place for a lot of people right, to connect absolutely. So that's the pro side. The con side is there are a lot of people in the world and some people choose to do very bad things. Mm-hmm. That is not a new thing mm-hmm. that happens in the world all right it's it's always happened. The question is now that people have a platform to broadcast well, that, now what do you you're do? running
2: the platform so it's your job that's my that's my feeling is that a lot of these platforms, will act like they're agnostic, like, oh, we don't, it's just a platform. It's just a benign. I'm like, it's not benign. And you no. have responsive, you know, like, yeah. same thing around. I would around never f-
1: claim that. I would never claim that. Same in thing fact, around fake news, for no, example. No, my, my um, what I was just saying to you about well-being is that I actually think Instagram has signed up to be a leader in this space and say, mm-hmm. no, this is our responsibility as a mm-hmm. large platform. We're never going to get it perfect. It's mm-hmm. a really big place. We're never going to get perfect, but we are going to try.
2: But I want to get to why Technologists don't think like like what is what is is it a chip missing that it's like not they don't understand there is a real feeling that I feel that they abrogate their their responsibilities that they are clearly have at this point that you know I was having an argument with someone at Facebook you know about you know I was like the New York Times has to get it right and they do they they take it as a, a solemn responsibility why don't you have to get it right you know what I mean like why are you suddenly become a platform of, of no ability to control it when you have every means of control or you have a lot of means. not perfect nobody was expecting perfection from the new york times or anybody else but not thinking about it was really like what happens in technology where you just make something and don't think about the consequences and i guess that's what i want to talk about consequences
1: well i can't diagnose the specific individuals you're talking about because i don't (laughs) know the specific cases what i can tell you is that i feel differently (laughs) and now Do I feel personally responsible for making the world a safer place online? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Am I going to get perfect? No. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: But the intention's there. And... I realized that the products we build have real impact on people. They have impact on their, well, their mental health, they have Mm -hmm. their impact on their, their social networks in the real world, their relationships with their friends and at its best, that can be such an amazing thing Mm -hmm. at its worst. It's really scary and no one has the answers day one. Why? Because it is absolutely unprecedented Mm -hmm. that you have companies that are operating at the scale. Mm-hmm. that we are mm-hmm. like you can't name another company that operates in the billions of of, of people on a given that. day i get
2: that i get that
1: and uh, but that's not a defense that's mm-hmm. just simply it's unprecedented so i think what you're seeing is we're all learning along the way and, i know but
2: to me mm-hmm. the like an adult knows consequences you know what i mean that's the yeah. difference between a teenager and an adult kind of thing like that they do understand their the impact of what they're doing and to, I mean, it was an interesting journey for Mark to come from fake news. We had nothing to do with it, too. Oh, okay, maybe we should work on community. Maybe we should police this stuff. Maybe we should. But it was, a, it was a fast journey because he got so much pressure. When you're running, you have an equally large platform. What do you think your responsibilities are in doing that. Now, Instagram to be fair is one of the nicer places on the internet. You don't see a lot of ugly comments. They're moot, they're shut down really quickly. It's astonishing actually. I never have a, a repulsive experience on Instagram and yeah. I have it every day on every other service and increasingly on Facebook all the time on Twitter. And at some point, it's the responsibility of the platform. Owners. Yeah. What, do you, what do you do? Like, I do, I'm going to, I'm paying you a compliment. It's not a, repulse, it's no, not no, a repulsive no, place you. to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. But that shouldn't be on a t-shirt either. Why do you think that is? Is it because of the tools you use or the people that use it? Because it seems like 700 million people, you're going to get some bad apples all
1: over the place. Yeah. Our rule day one mm-hmm. of Instagram, uh, it actually came from, you're going to laugh. Uh, there was this video, and I could find it somewhere, um, the founder of Lolcats. Mm-hmm yeah ben oh, ha, that guy. right yeah. yeah um did this whole speech about community building mm-hmm. and he said you have to prune the trolls mm-hmm. and my wife uh, you know i was like watching this video to like learn about community building and she likes mm-hmm. to poke fun at me and she says are you pruning the trolls <laughs> and it became like a thing in the household uh-huh. but now actually day one of instagram we had this like mantra which was prune the trolls mm-hmm. and me, Mike, our first community. our first hire was a community manager, mm-hmm. not an engineer, not a designer. And listen, in retrospect, do I wish we had more, you know, yeah. engineers to scale a service? Sure. But the first thing we did was we made sure to prune the trolls. So I was deactivating accounts. Mike was deactivating accounts. We didn't really have, like, clear policies at the at mm-hmm. the outset. But it set a tone that, like, if you're not going to be a good player, if you're not going to play by the rules, you're out of here. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about, like, oh, they copied my photo. Like, there was some of that. Mm-hmm. It was, like, if you're here to cause trouble, you don't belong. And I think mm-hmm. that set a tone in the community. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that's scaled. But, listen, at 700 million people, it's not perfect. And as right. much as you have a great experience on Instagram, know, there are a lot of people, people don't. that I don't. Yeah. But... It is our job to make sure that we do everything possible Mm -hmm. to staff against great projects that innovate on keeping people safe. Mm -hmm. So whether that's machine learning and using artificial intelligence to identify comments that are bullying and get rid of them immediately, identifying accounts that that are bad actors before they act, figuring out how to keep people safe online is, I mean, two years, three years, no, 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 10 years down the road, I'm not going to remember the funny stickers that we built or the face mm-hmm. mask. I mean, the bunny's cute, but like, mm-hmm. put that aside. That's not our legacy. Our legacy is like, are we keeping keeping people safe online? And well, after all of us are gone, did Instagram leave its mark on the world by developing technologies and tools that other social networks can can adopt? And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you asked about copying. The one thing I hope every single company copies from Instagram, mm-hmm. I hope, is our effort on keeping people mm-hmm. safe.
2: One of the things that people worry about is, though, is it's not going that way, that social media has become weaponized. Look, we have a president who uses Twitter as a as a cudgel. That troll has not been pruned and they can't prune him because he doesn't cross the line. How do you change that shift? Because it looks a little bit like it's going in a very bad direction, no matter how many people try to pull it back.
1: It is or hard, right? do you right? not think it that? No, I- no, no. I, I'm acknowledging the problem and I don't have perfect answers, mm-hmm. but I think Number one, you model the behavior you want to see. So, I think our company spends an inordinate amount of time on modeling great behavior. So, whether it is you know the programs we do with academics to understand the impact on mental yeah, health, I know. yeah, like I mean, we spend a ton of time on modeling great behavior that I think we want other social networks to model as well. And again, if you know, like when Elon you know gave up the patents to to Tesla, he's like. Please copy this because the world gets better if people do this. I Mm -hmm. I feel the same way about the technology we're building around people, keeping people safe. Um, The way I look at it, though, is like it's our responsibility to innovate and we're not going to always get it right. And I think it's really hard. I don't have the answers. I wish I was smarter to figure Mm -hmm. this out. But we have a lot of smart people at Instagram who are working actively on it. I don't have a clear answer for you because there is no clear answer. Okay, that's fair.
2: Um, I'm going to talk about two more things, the business model, and then what are you worried about? Um, Let's start with the first. Right now, you're advertising the number. Do you have a number that you've released? Which one? Advertising sales.
1: Uh, No, we don't release advertising sales. I think we released uh, active advertisers recently recently. 1 million active advertisers I think mm-hmm. was the number um, and I mean it's grown a lot because how long and that's mostly
2: that? putting up pictures or videos
1: or whatever it's, it's all putting up uh, yeah. photos and videos right. and in fact but not we,
2: inserting yeah. into other people's feeds or things like that
1: uh, sorry I I guess the way to think about it is that I we mean have they're ad, in the feeds, but yeah, they're, yeah. Doing yes, yeah, exactly. they're
2: doing their own creatives. Yes, exactly. They're
1: doing their own creatives, and um, we're seeing a bunch of you know great anecdotes from advertisers about mm-hmm. how they love the performance on the platform. They reach you know unique audiences, um, but at the scale of seven hundred million, if you're an advertiser and you want to reach you know a thirty-two year old female in Alaska who really loves, I don't know, salmon fishing, you can find that you can person. You find that easily. Guess, and, yeah. and that's what's unprecedented. I was just at a conference with a bunch of CEOs and from more traditional companies, and you know I looked around and I said, how many of you guys and gals um, feel like you're being told to do social media and you don't know what to do? Mm-hmm. And all of them raised their hands and i said the one thing you can get from social media and i raised my hand and i said you know disclaimer i work for this company and i i benefit from you buying ads mm-hmm. but like you can reach the consumers you want to reach and that's unprecedented because you buy tv you buy print you buy all these things and you spend mm-hmm. a bunch of money and you're never going to fire anyone mm-hmm. for buying tv but like when you start to realize you can reach the exact consumers you want to reach and know if they convert like that's unprecedented mm-hmm. in the history of advertising that's why i what think what do all you these see happening on instagram
2: well. so people will convert what is the i mean people looking at say a burberry in the feed which they could do on their own and not work with you necessarily um, is there a i just haven't seen anything that innovative in the advertising space to that's not just like banner ads
1: you know like. the strangest thing about advertising mm-hmm. is the one part of technology where your goal is not actually to innovate day one mm-hmm. because if you want to sell advertising at scale if you go to advertisers and you say, we have this crazy new format, Mm -hmm. you gotta produce this crazy new thing, Mm -hmm. and like think about it completely different than how you think about TV and print and all that stuff, it falls flat. So actually what you wanna do is figure out how do you have a very basic format that works really well Mm -hmm. and performs well on the metrics that advertisers care about and they use a shared language between things like TV, print, radio, and online media. And when you do that, it actually starts working really well. So, I mean, look at what Facebook's business model was many years ago with Mm -hmm. social ads, et cetera. Mm -hmm. It was hard to sell that. But now that you have something really simple that you basically measure against other comps, uh, like Google and and TV, Mm -hmm. et cetera, you can actually buy it really easily. And it makes sense inside of a buying program. So I, I don't think our goal is to be innovative necessarily in the product offering. I think our goal is to be innovative in the value we deliver. Mm -hmm. The fact that you know that that customer then converts, and then you can say to your boss, "I know I just spent I don't know ten grand on this ad campaign. Mm -hmm. We got thirty grand back. It was worth it. Let's do more." Right, and that's the thing that I think. But you
2: see innovation in that. Oh, for sure. I mean, we launched.
1: I mean, we launched um we launched uh, advertising on stories recently, which mm-hmm. is a different format. We do multi-product ads, so you can swipe between different types of products, mm-hmm. which just launched the save feature, mm-hmm. which is like super popular on Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. and a lot of the things people are saving yeah, are commercial safe. posts. So you see a cool sweater from this brand. you save yeah. it. The, I mean, the secret of, of of commerce online is like no one wants to convert in the moment on like a two hundred dollars mm-hmm. item. So if I see, something really cool like a bike helmet I really mm-hmm. want because I'm big into cycling. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like convert on the spot but right. maybe I'll save it maybe I'll come back to it maybe I'm right. choosing between three different models. Mm-hmm. That's the type of experience I think we can innovate on on Instagram and I think we're doing pretty well at that. I mean it's the early innings so game is yet to finish mm-hmm. so we'll see all right but it's you really couldn't
2: cool. escape without a sports metaphor. Last question, what do you worry about? I mean a lot of I ask a lot of people I interview here, a mistake they made. I don't want sort of the personally learning. Personally, or for the company? No, <laughs> personally. What <laughs> do you worry about personally? Uh
1: personally. Um, I, I like. I'm really new at my job in the grand scheme of things. Like I mm-hmm. told you, I was at the CEO conference and I meet these amazing seasoned mm-hmm. managers, the Jack Welch's right. of the world. And I, I've been managing people what like four or five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not bad at it. I don't think. I mean, we mm-hmm. should ask the people in the room. Um, mm-hmm. but learning to scale as an individual in a hyper growth mode yep. is something that i don't think many people have to deal with right because usually you know you take your job you get promoted you like you know learn yeah. skills you go to seminars and the
2: bar is low in silicon valley no one honest.
1: no one ever really like drops you in the deep end mm-hmm. like managing a company that now touches twice as many people than live in the mm-hmm. united states mm-hmm. on a on a monthly basis mm-hmm. uh and and that's that's a lot of. I mean, it's pressure, but in a good way. Like, I love competition. I'm one of the more competitive people you'll meet. I love waking up every morning and feeling like I don't have it perfected. Mm -hmm. So running the company, I think, is something that I've grown a tremendous amount in the last few years and Mm -hmm. something that I look at and I know I'm not perfect at, and I have a ton of growth ahead of me. What do you think you do
2: wrong? Um, Or a mistake you've made? Yeah, like I,
1: a, which one? Uh, I, at this <laughs> someone conference, someone
2: just told me forty <clears> percent <throat> of decisions are wrong, so you have to accept that. At the...
1: Yeah, Warren Buffett was on stage, and people are like, "What are the big ones you miss?" And he's like, "Where do I start?" Yeah,
2: well, the internet. Um, yeah, the internet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jeff Bezos has this line that people shouldn't be judged based on their batting average, but mm-hmm. rather their slugging percentage. Oh. That's effectively what he talks about. So, mm-hmm. again, getting back into sports, mm-hmm. it's not about like on average. It's the question is when you hit, are you mm-hmm. hitting grand slams? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think we've transitioned to it's at Instagram, point. which is like, okay, we can take a lot of risks and fail. Does that matter if that product fails? No, not really. Mm-hmm. What it matters is we have one every couple of years yeah. that's a grand slam. Yeah. And I think Stories falls into that bucket. Mm-hmm. I think I think we've had other ones, like the adoption of video falls into that bucket. Um, and the question what is, what's work? the next? Well, I mean, the initial version of Direct was terrible, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah didn't really take off Mm -hmm. we had this weird thing where like it put you and a bunch of friends into a thread Mm -hmm. it was just silly and weird Uh, we pivoted it to be a messaging service that started working um and that grew to be a sizable portion of the community using it on a monthly basis and then now adding ephemeral photos into that i think has accelerated that growth Mm -hmm. um but i have plenty of failures along the way i mean we did uh, you know there was a ephemeral photo sharing thing we did called bolt that just Fell flat, miserable. Oh. It was awful. <laughs> good news is not many people remember it. Um, but you know, uh, we worked on advertising for a long time that was uh, like very curated. I approved yeah, I every yeah, I remember, ad. Remember, yeah, I remember, yeah. Um, that, was, like, that was totally <laughs> unscalable. I, there were a lot of reasons to doing it that probably don't make sense uh, to go into right now. But I
2: think you can probably be a little fussy. That's my impression. It, it, yeah,
1: listen. But like yeah. fussy is I've a good seen you thing
2: with if, your liquor, with your bourbon and stuff like <laughs> like
1: that. I don't drink that much anymore. No, so, I know, but yeah. you had that cart, yeah. Yeah, we did have a a burger. But you like
2: it. But fussy is
1: like, I mean, could I be good at my job if I wasn't fussy? Right, that's true. Now, honestly, I think about this and I'm like, okay, so you can be fussy. Mm -hmm. but you better be right because otherwise you're fussy and wrong all the time (laughs) and those people get kicked out pretty quickly Um, so hopefully my slugging percentage is on the up and up but uh, maybe that's the thing I worry about most like are we keeping our slugging percentage up and taking enough big bets
2: right I can't believe I'm asking this such a cliched question but if you weren't doing this what would you do? Run Probably. for office? Has anyone asked you to do that yet? I, <laughs> Everyone's being asked. It's to so do that. funny.
1: I actually like before because if whole... Mark's running and
2: petting cows, and Cheryl's I, uh, running, and listen,
1: I would not want to compete with Mark. He's great, um, yeah. and also he stated that he's not doing it. So yes, I, know. Um, I
2: don't. Th- I think people are dead wrong about that. But
1: I would not run. I, I once brought up the idea because uh, our COO Marnie worked in uh, right. She, she did. worked in DC oh. for a long time, and I was like, well, maybe someday, like I'll run for office. <laughs> and she looks at me and she's like. I don't think you'd last a moment. I like <laughs> I like I like my solitary time. I like thinking yeah, and reading thin and like stage, right? yeah, I like
2: they, uh, you know, people grabbing you. No, I don't see yeah.
1: shaking a lot of hands. Yeah, right, no. but listen, I don't know. I, that's not something that's on my list. Yeah. What would I be doing otherwise? I would definitely just go back to starting another company. Like if you told me I In can what? do Instagram tomorrow, I'd right. go back to starting another company. Honestly, I'm, I'm a pretty mission-driven person myself. I'd probably figure out the best way to bring people together and strengthen relationships that wasn't Instagram. Mm-hmm. What that is probably involves media. It probably involves things like virtual reality. Um, I mean, there are a bunch of really exciting new chapters in technology coming ahead. I'd love to work on that stuff. But the good news is I have this platform. It's called Instagram, and I get mm-hmm. to do all of that there. Virtual reality so Instagram. So as long What's as that I... As long, uh, that's a good question. I, uh, we'll, we'll time it. Um <laughs> I, uh, But yeah, I'd probably be doing that. Um, but I, I'm an active person. And I want to stay active. And yeah. building a company is one of the most thrilling experiences of my life. And I'm going to keep doing it. Oh, so. that's
2: good. I thought you'd just say, oh, I want to be an astronaut or something.
1: No, no, I don't think so. I'd be a spy. Listen, I'd probably bike a little bit more. But yeah. uh, listen, it's a fine balance.
2: Absolutely. Anyway, thank you so much. We've thank been you. talking with a very thoughtful executive. He always has been and I think he always will be. Kevin Sistrom from Instagram, thank you for coming.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: If you enjoyed the interview as much as I did, be sure to subscribe to the show. Be the first to listen to future episodes or catch up on previous episodes, including some really fantastic interviews I've done with Internet Archive Chairman Bruce Kahle, technology journalist John Markoff, and Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail, just to name a few. All those interviews and more are at recode.net slash decode. Now that you're done with this, why not try one of our other podcasts, Recode Media with Peter Kafka, comes out every Thursday. On Fridays, I host Two Embarrassed to Ask, along with Lauren Good of The Verge. And on Recode Replay, you can find audio from our events like the Code Conference, Peter Kafka's Code Media, and Jason Del Rey's Code Commerce. Thanks for listening. Thanks also to Digital Media, the company that distributes our show, including Beth O'Connell and our editor, Chris Basil. And thank you to our producer, Eric Johnson. This has been another episode of Recode Decode. Remember to subscribe to the show and leave us a review at iTunes.com slash I'll be back here on Monday with another great guest. Tune in then.